0: (laughs) Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. From Jerusalem, Israel, this is From the Midwest to the Middle East, the podcast that explores everything new in U.S. and Israeli economy. Here's your host, Philip Stein. I'm really pleased to be having this podcast today. First of all, this episode is brought to you by Philip Stein and Associates, the largest U.S. CPA firm in Israel. Providing U.S. tax services to Israelis, Americans, corporations, startups, and anyone else needing them. I'm very, very excited today to have a guest from a company that I think all my listeners are going to hear a lot about, and I think they're going to say one day, wow, that was the first time I heard about WalkMe, it was on Philip Stein's. Uh, podcast, but today we have Rafi Swery, President and Co-founder. Rafi co-founded WalkMe in 2011, and previously Rafi was the CEO and co-founder of Jetro Platforms, which was acquired by the RDT Group. Since then, Rafael has been investing and in mentoring early stage startups. Rafi earned his MBA from the University of Baltimore, and I can say summa cum laude. And we welcome him today. Hi, Rafi. Hi, Felix.
1: It's nice to talk to you.
0: Yeah, we're very excited. WalkMe is uh, we'll learn a lot about it uh, in this conversation, but it's a company that, I, as I said before a moment ago, we're all going to we're all going to hear a lot about it. So, before we speak about your very exciting company, please tell my listeners about your own unique journey and you know how you got to where you are today.
1: So, I think I was always an entrepreneur. I remember as elementary school kid. I started by uh, knocking on people's door and asking them if I can wash their car for five shekel. Mm. And this is where it all started. And since then, I was always an entrepreneur. Uh, after my MBA, which I did in University of Baltimore, as you mentioned, uh, I heard about uh, the venture capital industry and it intrigued me uh, and, uh, Learning about it, I, I felt that real entrepreneurship is actually building technology companies, and this is what I've been doing since then. And uh, as, as you mentioned, I, I founded the first company in, in 2001, Platforms, and since then, has been in the IT product team, and uh, here I am at Walkman.
0: Very good. Well, uh, before we get to the next question, your entrepreneurial beginnings mm-hmm. – um, I think back to, I think I was about seven years old, and one of my neighbors, a kid, said, would you like to help cut a lawn on mm-hmm. the block? I said, sure. I said, how much will you pay me? He said, 10 cents. <laughs> uh, I, never, I never worked so hard for that 10 cents, but later I found out he was paid 25 cents, <laughs> and he, he, sub, he subcontracted me for a dime. So that that was, uh, I learned about entrepreneurship, but from, from a different <laughs> angle. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I, I wasn't that sophisticated. Ben.
0: All right, but you're, you've, you've come a long way. Yeah. Now, most Israelis who come to study in the U.S. usually end up in Boston, New York, California. How did, how did you choose to live in Baltimore? Uh, in addition, how how were you affected? How has your career path been affected by that living experience in the U.S.?
1: So, first of all, the first answer is simple. I got a scholarship. Ah, okay. And if you know and you're aware, the education in the U.S. is very expensive. hmm and uh when i had this offer it's not something that i could refuse it drastically affected my career i did my economics degree here in israel and it was an economics degree with a major in finance and when i got to the us it was after having 16 courses of finance in israel and the courses in israel were very very hard and the tests were very very hard and when i got to the us it was not hard was practical. And we had to work a lot during the semester. The final counted only for 20% of the grade. It was all about submitting papers and submitting papers again. And when you do it like this, it sinks in much better. So I felt that after literally two months into the first finance class that I had in the U.S., that I know better than what I knew. And I think that was, that helped me very much uh, professionally. Another thing that I uh, truly enjoyed um, in getting the education in the U.S. is obviously you learn about the culture and how things work out and how all the soft skills that you need in order to, to be successful in the global business, which is, no matter how you're going to look at it, it's still controlled by the U.S. culture.
0: Okay. I I believe that, and it certainly has proven itself. Uh, The United States Mm
1: -hmm. still seems
0: to be the place to go if Mm -hmm. you have a successful uh, product. Um, Rafi, most people associate serial entrepreneurs with techies. Yes. Uh, you have created and managed several successful startups, even though you are not, quote-unquote, a techie. Mm-hmm. So what attracted you to tech startups?
1: So as I mentioned uh, before, when I learned about the tech startups and I understood uh, how much value is added, okay, so in, in a tech startup, you understand that this is the be- place to be. So just to to explain what I mean, there is a lot of diamond expert out of Israel. But the actual net value that they add to the economy is not as great because they buy the raw diamond, okay? So there is a lot of input for you, and the gross profit is small. When you look at tech startups, specifically software, where I am, the gross profit is very high. The net value that you're adding to the economy is very high. And hence, if you do it correctly, you could be very successful. Also, another thing that is is a subset of that is the type of people you work with. So in when you work in a a startup environment, you're working with mostly professional, mostly knowledge workers, people that really care about their job, care about their career, are really trying to do uh, the best. They're really trying to change the world. They're not there most of the time just in order to do the work, because it's challenging, it requires a lot of hours, and it's people that are, uh, take pride of their work and for a reason. All right,
0: that's, uh, you're obviously in the right place. So now let's talk about uh, your latest venture, mm-hmm. which is called WalkMe, just spelled exactly how it sounds. Please tell us about your company and why you think it could become a household name.
1: So what WalkMe does is simplify the online user experience whether you use it on software that you see via the browser, such as Salesforce Workday Success Factors, or if it's a website, uh, let's say like a bank website, telco website, etc. What we do is simplify the experience. The way we do it is by guiding the user step-by-step as he's doing something. So for example, let's imagine you're at your bank account and you would like to transfer money and you're not sure how to do it. Walkmo will come up with a bubble until you click here and it will wait for you to click. Once you click, it will take you to the next step and will tell you how much money would you like to transfer. Now it will wait for you to enter an amount. Once you enter an amount, it will take you to the next next step. So essentially what we do, we break down the instruction into short, easy to follow steps. Once you do the step correctly, only then we take you to the next step. Now, what WalkMe is also able to do is anticipate the user intention and helping without him asking help. So we identify that the user has an issue or something that's complicated, and we help him automatically without him noticing that he's actually getting help. Now, we sell WalkMe for an organization. Uh, uh, we're a B2B company. We're not selling it to the end customer. And what we sell is not the guidance itself. We're selling the platform that allows any company to create the guidance on, or overlaid guidance on top of any application, any software, uh, and they can do all of it without making changes to the underlying software, and we don't require integration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Companies that uh, buy our product use it to reduce the time it takes to onboard a new employee and reduce the help desk, the ongoing help desk and training costs for an employee on a new system. That's one reason to use us. The second reason is when you are uh, a big business with a website where you serve your customers, such as telco, bank, insurance company, and you utilize WalkMe to improve the user experience and increase the self-service adoption. And the third type of customers is usually SaaS companies or uh, high-consideration uh, purchase websites, such as like uh, uh, travel, etc that use WalkMe to increase their conversion uh, and increase subscription of high-value offers. Mm -hmm. WalkMe's
0: been around since 2011. We had spoken about a strategic change you made. Um, Do you still consider yourself a startup, or are you somewhere else today?
1: You see, the thing is, I never thought about it. I uh, think uh, maybe we're a company. I don't know. We sell tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. We raised almost $100 Maybe we're a company. I don't know when you become a
0: company. <laughs> okay. I don't think there is okay. a criteria. True.
1: Okay. I like to think about us as, as startups. Uh, I think uh, what I want us to come every day and think how can we do things better. Maybe when we're a business, we're going to continue being like that. Uh, one of the challenges we have now, we're, we're approaching the 300 employees. And it's a challenge. One of the challenges that right? I keep when we talk to our management team um, the employees, is to maintain the startup culture. They can do. We can mm. do everything. Uh-huh. Let's change the world. And that's a real challenge to do. I think that lucky for us, we're able to maintain that so far, and I, I hope we're going to continue to be able to do that. I just wanted to say that the importance of working uh, to the world and that why I still see us as a startup is if you look back in the last 20 years, all of our life went online. So you do your taxes online, you book your travel online, uh, you work online, I check my kids' homework online. So all of our life went online. And online basically means self-service. So it means that you sit in front of a computer and you try to understand what are the things that you need to do. Okay, And what what is able to do is change that. Okay? And create a standard of how, how to utilize best. And so you don't have to make a lot of efforts of understanding how to use something and can focus on what it is that you're trying to
0: do. Got it. Interesting. And that's your tr- you're absolutely right. I think that's, if we're not doing everything online, we're going to do everything online. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, that, that's where the world is today. Um, how does a company like WalkMe become global? while being based in Israel?
1: So, first of all, our approach was from day one to go global. So we started our U.S. office, our first U.S. office um, in San Francisco very early on. You mentioned that we were funded in 2011. So towards the end of 2012, we already set up place. Now, we looked at it as a mirror company. We didn't do what most Israeli companies do when they say, "Okay, the Israeli will do. Israel will do the R&D, and everything else will be done from the state." We basically built everything as a mirror company, and you essentially have a representation of all departments: marketing, sales, pre-sales, customer success, professional services in both companies. Uh, So our first branch was in San Francisco. Then we opened a branch in New York as well. And recently we've opened branches in Raleigh, North Carolina and Melbourne in Australia. And this allows us to be a 24-hour company. Now, the culture remains the same. The connections between the people are the same. Uh, And it's very common to see a deal where the sales uh, person is in Israel, the pre sales is in the U.S., The customer success is in uh, in the U.S. and the San Francisco. The customer success is in New York. And uh, the support sits in Raleigh. So uh, we worked a lot on inter-office communication. And um, that is very, very important when we try to build a global company.
0: Wow. I, I mean, that's certainly... The hope when, when we read about Startup Nation that uh, companies will grow here and, and be here, and it sounds like you, you figure out a formula how to do that. Um, how do you view the current high-tech environment as you'll do we have enough talented people and capital available? Although I, There was, in the, I think, in the news last week or two weeks ago, about WalkMe did raise $50 million um, to keep Startup Nation growing.
1: So I think uh, we have very talented people. There is abundance of capital in Israel, and there is abundance of capital sitting in the U.S. and Europe and Asia looking to be deployed in Israel. I think the success of what is called the Silicon Valley is, is, is very apparent. And I don't think there is any, any type of innovation around the world that goes on and they don't, you wouldn't find people here in Israel working on that innovation. So you can really find everything here. I think that the challenge that Israel has is, uh, A, uh, work hours. Uh, we don't work in the same hours where our target markets are. So here in Israel, for example, most of uh, the people that are customer-facing come to the, to work uh, around 1 p.m. and they work towards the night so they can have a very close time zone to the eastern mm-hmm. uh, time zone of the U.S. So that's one thing that we can change. We can change change the work week. So another challenge that we have is that Friday is a work day all over the world. And here we're not working. That's a challenge. Right. And this is something Israel can do something about. Third thing that I think we're uh, uh, missing is uh, more soft skills. Uh, there is, as I mentioned uh, in my education, we teach the technical aspect of how to do something very, very well, but we don't teach the soft skills around it. There are many examples that I can give, but I don't want to, it, it, it could be overwhelming and to think about them in a short conversation and understanding the examples that I'm going to give, but I think we can do a better job there.
0: Okay. So my last question is sort of a fantasy question, but it should be uh, fun for you to answer. Oh, by yes. the way,
1: I want to add one more thing. Sure. The size of the vision, okay? And this is something we got really, really good at. Okay in recent years a lot of the times the israeli entrepreneurs look at the big market and they say we want to capture five percent of it mm-hmm. and the same entrepreneurs sitting in the u.s would say it's a very very large market we want to be the dominant player and when you want to be the dominant player you're going to act differently you're going to raise more money you're going to be more verbal and what is fascinating to see is that more and more companies just like WalkMe, want to be the dominant player and when we say to ourselves, we want to be the dominant player, we're successful there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many very successful Israeli companies that, that are really it's just a pleasure to be a part of them.
0: That's that's true. I mean, you do see, actually, now that you bring that up, a trend where uh, I think in the past, Israeli companies didn't have that vision. Uh, mm-hmm. You might say they, they had some chutzpah, but they didn't have the... Chutzpah to have a vision to be be a world leader, but yeah. companies like WalkMe and and your predecessors, uh, if it's a checkpoint, if it's a ways, th- these are companies uh, that sort of uh, are pioneers mm-hmm. and Wix, yes.
1: Uh, you can look at Wix. Uh, you can look at.
0: Uh, There's this company right, right across the street from Immobile Eye. Yeah, uh, that that's certainly could be a, a company. That, you yeah,
1: know. it's so, definitely uh, companies that change uh, industries.
0: All right, well, that seems seems where you're heading. So I'm going to give you a, a magic wand for a second, and and if you had a power bestowed upon you, uh, what is one change you would make in Israel?
1: That's a, that's a very big question. I, first of all, I'll start by saying that I love Israel and I love okay. the Israeli mentality and I think the can-do approach and what we were able to achieve as an economy is really fascinating. I've just read that on a GDP per capita we crossed, uh, France. So if we were a European country, we would be number four today. Wow. And that's, that's something to, to be said. Yes, that this is. This is a company with no natural resources. This is a company that has probably one of the biggest security challenges in the world. So I'm very proud of being in Israeli. Um, so, what would I change? Maybe I would have uh, English as a first language. Hmm.
0: Wow. Uh, wow. That's...
1: I, would, I would change that. I think that would really, really, really put us ahead of. I think there is Hebrew. Is a great language. I love it. I dream in, in Hebrew, and I love the songs and the culture. I think that it's, it's a problematic language because it's right to left. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about the loss of productivity that I'm having daily because of starting to write in Hebrew when I need to move to English and the key- fascinating you know, uh, <laughs> and the right. keyboard is set to Hebrew. So I I have full appreciation to what Eliezer Ben has done. But uh, think about the advances the Turkey had when they stopped using the Arabic font and they moved into English. I think it. it, I I don't see it happening. But if I had a magic wand, okay, that's (laughs) what I would do. And it would think about how much time our kids would be able to save in learning a second language instead of us learning math and and science.
0: Yeah, I recently had an experience where someone uh, who works with me i I needed something in english and i realized that they did a perfect translation of the hebrew sentence but it was very Mm -hmm. poor english in other words it just it it was not acceptable it's not something i could send out to a to a client um yes so that's going back to your that we do things very good technically here okay but yes. but they didn't understand the soft side of how to make the students yes. work in English and and get your point across. Yes. So uh, it's, a, it's a great uh, great idea. So I'll let you <laughs> fantasize further <laughs> on that. I, I really appreciate it. If people want to learn more about WalkMe, how how can they find out about it? If-
1: so the best is going to our website, www.walkme.com. Uh, we have a free version that we offer to all customers. They can sign up there. Uh, and get started seeing the value, uh, I can guarantee you that if uh, they have a, a platform that we work for, and so they have a website that needs help, they would see a very significant effect in improving their KPIs, whether it's reducing their incoming support requests, increasing conversion, or reducing time it takes for... them to train uh, users
0: okay terrific as i said to my listeners uh, i think we're going to be hearing a lot more and people are going to be familiar with your company and the name and uh, and you as well rafi so we wish you all the best and uh, uh, we should only have continued success thank you for taking the time to be on today thank
1: you philip it is my pleasure i hope you enjoyed our podcast. Feel free to visit us at
0: www.pstein.com or look for Philip Stein and Associates on Facebook and LinkedIn.